Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Uptime Community. We are so glad that you could join us live today. Today's date is August 9th in the year of our Lord, 2022. We are so glad that you could join us live. Uh, my name is Greg Messina, and if you are new here, we are a community of believers that are actively studying the Holy Bible and looking forward to that glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ, the Anointed One, the Messiah. We want to make this an interactive forum, so we do welcome your questions and your comments. I would like to open up with our uptime panel, and uh, today we bring back Brother Robert Hagen and uh, Brother Bob Barber. <laughs> Bob, Bob. <laughs> Gentlemen. Yeah. What's going on? The double Bob show. <laughs> That's right. Two Bobs don't make a right, right? <laughs> well, in this case, you know, <laughs> let it slide. Uh, so verse of the day, this is uh, brought to you by BibleGateway.com. Uh, Luke 12, 6 through 7, are not five sparrows sold for two farthings, and not one of them is forgotten before God, but even that the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore, ye are more value than many sparrows. Okay, and that is uh, that is our Lord speaking, um, and uh, He is explaining, of course, that uh, you are you are more than uh, a sparrow. You are more than the animals, the creatures that God created. You are um, you are made higher than them, really. Uh, you are valuable to the to the Lord. You are very much valuable to the Lord. I know um, evolution will just put us in the same category. And, uh, you know, we're pretty much, you know, uh, coming from the pond or coming from the, the water and um, our lives really don't mean much. I mean, we just make of it as we will. And uh, they they will say that we just when we die, we die. That's it. Right. Um, there is no afterlife. There's no heaven. There's no hell. Um, it's uh, actually quite scary way of thinking when you when you really think about it. Right. Um, when you oh, get hope. down to it, yeah, right. That is, uh, yeah. there there can be a lot of psych psychologically that can do something in a negative way. And uh, 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 Bob Hagen, let's let's do it that way because I know you like to be called Bob rather than Robert. Bob oh. H. Uh, yeah. Why don't you tell us? Uh, could you just explain to the audience why why do you think that might be? Uh, why evolution could be destructive? Uh, in, oh my psychologically, uh, briefly. Well, uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned, it's just, you know, the whole the whole thing behind Darwin was um, it was a fable. Uh, even Darwin, toward the end of his life, acknowledged that there had to be a creator behind everything that went on, which you never hear the people who uh, who are Darwinians talk about. Um, there, there was a big bang uh and then all this stuff just came it fell together and then man was created and all this kind of stuff but it was uh you know we were talking about just before we went on here um that there's so there's as i put it there's a blanket of darkness over the country and over the over the planet right now uh it's the word talks about how we're not supposed to, in, in Psalm 37, we're not supposed to fret. Uh, 
because of evildoers or be envious of the workers iniquity but it says trust in the lord and do good so shall they dwell in the land and thou verily thou shalt be fed delight thyself also in the lord and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart and commit thy ways unto the lord trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light and the judgment and thy judgment as the noonday the noonday is when the light is brightest Rest in the Lord, wait patiently for him, fret not thyself because of him who prospers in the way. And he goes on to talk about how we're to, uh, our trust is supposed to be in the Lord. Uh, and I know there's a lot of people out there that are getting discouraged. Um, I, I believe that um, our place tonight is to be encouragers, um, watchmen, on the wall are supposed to be people that keep people aware of what's going on, which I believe that we do a pretty good job of that here. But also at the same time, what we want to do is uh, we want to know that we have a hope that we're not, we're not just going to die and that's it. You know, we're, we have something to look forward to and that's uh, the Lord Jesus Christ, his return. Um, I know many times when I, I listen to Bob's uh, videos, or I watch Bob's videos and, and listen to him on Tuesday nights, and I know he's, I know his heart is for people to come back to the truth, as is Greg's, Kevin's, myself, anybody else that's on here. We're not, you know, we're not just on here to uh, kill time. We're on here to uh, to uh, punch the devil in the nose, to to um, get people to realize that giving Jesus Christ a chance is what they need to do. I, 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 you know, maybe it sounds real simple and it is simple, but you have to, you have to take a, um, what's that phrase? You have to take a leap of faith. You have to, you have to step out there. All of us had to at one point in our lives, take a chance and give Jesus a chance. We all have our own stories, but, uh, I, th I think that tonight, um, what's on my heart is to be an encourager of the of the brethren out there that, to tell them that, you know, even though things are even though things are getting really dark, especially with everything that's going on in this country, this this recent FBI raid of uh, mm -hmm. of uh, former President Trump's home in Mar-a-Lago and every everything that's behind that there there's so much stuff going on behind the scenes right now but you know we're to uh, one of the things we can do is we can pray um, that's an important aspect like we did before we came on tonight and um, but we have to realize that the, the word of god is 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 full of promises and um and it says, I believe it says in Titus that God cannot lie. Um, so, it, and he can't contradict himself. So we have a, we have a father that cannot lie. So if his word says that we're sons and we're joint heirs with Christ Jesus, like it says in Romans 8, joint heirs with Christ Jesus, heirs of God, then that has to be true. And if that's true, that's, that's a, incredible thing uh, to to be able to know um, 
that's a that's not just something that Paul wrote down just to fill place a place on a parchment one time. He was inspired by the Holy Spirit to write that. And uh, when he wrote that to the church, the, when the Roman church, they were, you know, they may have been discouraged. Uh, but I'm sure after they read that, they were encouraged. So that's kind of what, kind of in a nutshell, what I have, uh, what's on my heart tonight. Great. Thank you. Bob, you've been making some videos. Uh, they have been great and very encouraging, uh, inspiring, edifying. Uh, they have been amazing, brother. Thank you for putting the mashups of your previous uh, end time dreams uh, and visions together. I mean, it really has been quite a blessing. And um, I'm sure a number of uh, folks on here have been watching them. Uh, great, great stuff. Great stuff. So, um, what else have you been doing this past week? Well, just uh, been working on that, uh, working on the next Rapture Resurrection report. And uh, this one coming up, you know, Kevin called it last week. He said, Bob, I think your next report's probably going to be like the biggest one. And you know what? That was the Holy Spirit speaking through Kevin because you know what? He was right. Um, I came into some information, some new evidence now about how, once again, this upcoming seven-year Shemitah cycle is going to be it. It's really going to be it. And if it's not, then, <laughs> you know, there's so many things happening all around the world, and there's so many alignments taking place right now, and there's new evidence I'm coming into right now. And as I'm researching this evidence, I'm finding even more evidence. And there is so much that, you know, the Bible is clear that we would see this day approaching. It talks about that in the day of in, uh, Hebrews, where, of course, Hebrews, they were addressing the Jews. But, of course, you know, we will also see this day approaching right now, the body of Christ. Okay, because the reason why these they they, they the reason why those Hebrews will see the day approaching during the tribulation is because they are in the tribulation and things are really starting to heat up for them. But we can see it heating up already, big time. Okay, and the fact that all these things are lining up and these time and not only do you have world world um, activities of human beings lining up perfectly right now, celestial signs signs lining up perfectly right now. Activities under the earth lining up perfectly right now. On top of all that, we have prophetic timelines lining up now, too. So it begs the question, is all this going to happen and just fall flat on its face, guys? Do you really think this is all going to happen and just fall flat on its face? Nothing's going to happen. Uh, next seven-year cycle, everything will just shut down. And we've gone to another seven years, and then we're going to have this big revival. We're going to replace everybody in our government, and we're just going to have this new revival all around the earth and just start all over again and get rid of everybody. Can that happen? Sure, that could happen. The only problem is we're, we run out of the fig tree generation. We go beyond the fig tree generation. That's a problem. Okay. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, what are they going to do with all the hardware for the Mark of the Beast that they mm -hmm. have established already? Are they just going, well, just set it aside. Don't worry about it. <laughs> you know, that's not going to happen. They have really, I mean, this squirrel's out of the bag and down the block. All right. This thing's gone. All right. They have pulled out all the stops as so far as to even go and raid uh, President Trump's home. First time in American history. Yeah. Okay. 
And there's many different mm. many different reasons why I believe they're doing that. They're doing that to to rile everybody up, right? That's what they want to do. Yes, they want to smear his name for the election, but they also want to rile everybody up because I believe they do want a civil war here. They do want a civil war. Okay. So the fact that that's happening now, that's never happened before. Another lynch, another linchpin. Okay. So yeah, I've been working on my new Rapture Resurrection report this week. Kevin called it. I think it's probably the most profound alignment I've ever seen dealing with Shemitahs. Mm-hmm. And this thing is long. This thing's historic. And this thing is coming to a head next month. Okay. It's incredible. Yep. And, yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be sharing that. Um, hopefully I'll have it done by this Friday. I got a lot of anima- animations. I've done a lot of research. I had to dial in all the information, condense it, you know, and it's like a three hour, you know, three hours of information that I have to put in within like 20 minutes, you know, for people to understand grasp. But yeah, yeah go ahead, Greg. But yeah, that's where we're at right now. That's where I'm at. That, that's my week so far. Yeah, no, I uh, I agree with you. The, the, all all this stuff is kind of seeming to come to a head, and it's all too coincidental based on the charts, based on you know a number of things that obviously you've brought to light uh, regarding the shemitah um, and others, of course, too. You know, there there are many others who are bringing up the shemitah, uh, and uh, you know this is something that we as you know watchmen, watch women, are kind of really zeroing in on at this point at this point in time. Because it makes sense, because it all adds up, right? And everything that's coming to a head really uh, means means one thing to us, that, that Christ is coming very soon, very soon. Um, do we know what day? Do we know what hour? No. But we're, we're constantly praying, we're watching, we're... Um, we're ho- I hope we're evangelizing, right? That's that's one thing we should be doing in these uh, in these times that we're living in. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is this is very exciting. This is very exciting stuff. And uh, sometimes we go day to day and we think, okay, well, you know, uh, we have got to go through another day. And yes, I mean, yeah, we do. I mean, there are things that we have to go through, uh, obviously, mm-hmm. and uh, we we kind of have to deal with it. But we're not dealing with it alone, are we, Bob? No. No. Yeah, no, we're not dealing with it alone. We have uh, we have the Lord by our side. And at any point, if any of you ever feel like you're alone, even when you're watching YouTube, even when you're watching all the watchmen, the watchwomen, uh, and then it, you still feel like, you know, there's something missing. Get into your prayer closet, get, in, get into the word, and just start getting into uh, into prayer because that is something that sometimes we lack or we don't even realize we're lacking it because we'll, we'll jump to a YouTube video, right. To see what's yeah. the next best thing that's coming up. But then in, in, in turn, we're kind of lacking on that area of prayer. And uh, I think we should definitely get into prayer tonight at some point, because I think it's very important. It's vital. Um, it's something, you know, that we, we all need, we need our food. We need our spiritual food, our spiritual nourishment. That's where we go to the word and uh, it's one of the reasons that this channel was started, so we can get into the word, and uh, we do bring that up quite a bit, and bring it up on the on the screen for you all to read along with us. So that's that's really uh, a very vital. That's a vital thing, a part of this uh, broadcast. So um, 
with that yeah. said, um, I would, yeah, just want to let you know, we were supposed to have two others on. I don't know where Kevin, uh, brother Kevin Hookman is right now. Uh, he was invited. I just don't know where he is. Hopefully everything's okay. Uh, I have reached out to him, but have not heard back. Um, so maybe they'll come on, maybe they'll join us, uh, later on in the mid in the broadcast. So, but with that said, go ahead, brother. I was just going to, I was just going to mention, uh, when, when you watch, you know, when you, like you were just saying, when you put on a, a, a YouTube video, uh, let's say, um, Bob said he'd have, he'd have it done by Friday or Saturday this week. And when you, when you put, when you put his, uh, information on and watch it, uh, you know, watch it, watch it with an expectancy that, that you're going to be blessed by what you're hearing. Um, it's the, you know, and I, and I, I think I know Bob well enough to say this, that I know, I know the man's heart and I know that his, his heart behind it is to bring people back to the father. I mean, we're all, we're all sort of, have been at a point in time where we were all prodigals out there kind of doing our own thing. And the father was waiting for us to come home. And, and we're not, you know, the whole purpose of doing, of doing presentations on the Shemitah, doing videos, uh, giving out information, uh, is to, to, uh, you know, God's will is that all men to be saved and come unto a knowledge of the truth. The knowledge of the truth is is through a knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, and that's that's the reason that that we're doing this. The reason that uh, any of us do this uh, it's not for it's not for notoriety. Uh, it's not for so. We can say, hey, we've got 250,000 hits on our YouTube channel uh, or whatever that might mean. It's so that people can leave here. It's like you you said a few minutes ago, Greg. It's If you feel discouraged, you need to get in your prayer closet. You need to realize that there are other people out there that are praying for you that don't even know who you are. Um Many times I pray for people. I, I just, I've been praying for the country today. I've been, even though there, I know what's going on down in Florida, I, I've been praying about that situation because I really, there's, I can't physically be down there anyway, but I can certainly pray about it. Um, not, you know, if you're going to get angry, get angry at the adversary. Don't, don't get angry to the point of, I think Bob said something. Or they want a civil war. Sure, sure, they'd like that. But how about uh, winning some people to back to the Lord in this time when people are really searching for answers? You know, I mean, a lot of people just they have no answers. You watch those things on TV where they're asking questions of people and they just look they look lost. So. We've got we've got the answer here. Not that we're perfect. Not that we have all the answers, but we know the one that does. So, um, which I think is pretty wonderful. Uh, I'm just I'm just thankful tonight that I'm able to come on here at all. Um, 
and be with you guys because like I've said many times before, it's not a guarantee that we can do this every week. Um, there's some, I'm having, I'm having quite a bit of, quite a few glitches on my end here right now, but I'm still going to hang in here because I know it's, uh, it's the old, as I call them, old split footage trying to distract. And, uh, and we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. This is a spiritual battle that we're dealing with. I'm sure That's that. Right. I'm sure every time Bob gets down and starts to put one of his presentations together, it's always smooth and there's never any problems. <laughs> yeah, right. I know, I know, I know, Bob. I know you well enough to know that's not the way it goes. And, and I mean, you're you're trying to put things down and put them together and compact them and get them to where people can understand them, the simplicity of the word, and all of a sudden something will happen, and you'll have to refocus and you have to, uh, you know, if you're if you guys out there are wondering who you should pray for, you can certainly pray for us. Um, you know, pray for Brother Bob as he's putting his his videos together. Uh, for myself, Kevin, and Greg, and and uh, anybody else that you can think of right now. We all need it. You know, our wives, our families need it. Um, it's not something that you know, the Lord said to keep the incident in prayer. He didn't say that just to, you know, that, that's the whole thing. A lot of people think this just, these are just words that were printed by a bunch of guys with, with robes that, that walked in the desert. But these guys, these men were, as they, they were inspired by the Holy Spirit. They wrote and they put these things down so that we would have a guide, if you will. To help us through our lives. That's the kind of father that we have. You know, you, you know, when you're working on a car, you want to have the, you want to have the uh, book on the car. You know, I've got a Civic. I don't want to have a, I don't want to have a book on a, on a, on a, a Malibu. Although Malibus are great cars, it's not going to help me to work on my Civic. So, maybe that's not a good example. But I'm, I'm just saying that. When you have the Word of God, there's plenty. There's plenty to learn, that's for sure. And uh, I know you guys haven't figured it all out yet. I haven't. Uh, I'm, I'm just scratching the surface, and I've been a believer for a few years. Moment we um, figured it all out. I, I would have to say that the perfect has come. Yeah, we're already in our newly, you know, glorified body bodies, um, but that hasn't come yet. We're still waiting on. We're still waiting on that. Um, and you know what? It's fun. It's exciting to know that the Lord is coming back, and and, and sooner than uh, than most most people think, right? People are completely clueless. A lot of people are just lost. Even family members who you talk to, it's like, okay, this goes right over their heads. It's uh, you know, listen. The point is, you planted a seed, and I don't know what they're. I don't know what the future holds for them specifically, but I pray, Lord, I pray that they they get to know the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, that that uh, that this is something that will really resonate with them, really will get to their heart, um, because that's what this is about, and that's the heart of the matter is Jesus, and and we need to have more people coming to Jesus, especially in this time period, in this time frame, right? I mean, everyone can agree with me on that one. Sure. Uh, um, 
the closer we get, uh, the more and more I want to see my family and friends and loved ones um, know the Lord, you know, believe in Jesus Christ as, as Lord and Savior. It's, so it's an intense time that we're living in. You know, this is not, a super intense time. This yeah, is super intense yeah. time. And and even just if people look at Bob's videos, I think that, you know, acts kind of as a as a primer is kind of, you know, something that could act as a tool to, to bring these people to Christ. Right. These that's the purpose behind creating these things. Right, Bob's creating the mm -hmm. videos um, to get people not only the brethren, the, the, the body of Christ inspired, but to convict uh, those people, right, um, who don't know the Lord, right? Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and, go ahead. Yeah, the whole the whole point is to keep it simple. Keep it simple. I try to keep it as simple as possible, and that's what people love about when I do my teachings. You know, um, I have a you know the Lord has always gifted me with the ability to do incredible presentations. I rocked when I was in school and college when I did presentations. You know, and I worked with hard on them. And um, I think the Lord was preparing me to do stuff like this, you know. And it's amazing. I mean, that's what the Lord does for everybody. You know, you think you have something that doesn't mean anything right now. But until you get into, you know, the, the work that the Lord has uh, ultimately, ultimately set for you, then you start seeing everything that you've learned. You can start applying it. And like I said, though, keep it simple. And, you know, when I preach the gospel... I try to keep it very simple because I'm pretty simple-minded, actually. <laughs> you know, I didn't get the best grades in school. I was a very average, very average, C-average student, okay? So my my sons are obviously don't have my mind because they get straight A's. Okay? They have my <laughs> wife's mind. I was, I was the average kid, <laughs> you know? I was, I was like the dreamer, you know? But uh, be it as it may. I try to keep things simple because I figure people more more likely are going to think like me, you know. So I try to keep things. Hey, there's brother Kevin. <laughs> hey guys, good. But yeah, I try to keep things simple because and people love that. Could be you know why? Because when I when I put out a video, I the best thing I always comment about this is when somebody says makes a comment and says I totally get it. It's easy to understand. I can follow. I receive what you have just put out in this video and i'm encouraged by it like you like you're talking about brother greg that they are encouraged that was and that is the end game for me is to encourage new believers when they watch these videos and if there's anybody that's not a believer yet they become a believer because of simplicity that is in christ the bible talks about when we when we um put out his gospel and even when I explain the gospel, I keep it super simple. Sure. Okay, hey, I can get pull twenty verses, you know. I can pull twenty verses, confuse you, or I could just say, "Hey, you know what? You you can't make it to heaven without the Holy Spirit." I can't. No, nope. I don't care how many soup kitchens you worked in. You cannot go to heaven without the Holy Spirit. You won't go in the rapture without without the Holy Spirit. I won't. Nope, man. That, what do I do? Well, let me tell you how you can receive the Holy Spirit. And yeah. just going go go forward from there, you know. But uh, yeah. Hey, brother Kevin. Hey, how's, how's it going? going? It's like uh, right. some people thought I was abducted by evil aliens. <laughs> no, they. I, I could say something, but I don't want to. I, <laughs> uh oh. No, I. 
I'm having uh, I'm having some technical difficulties on my end here, Kevin. I can see you, but you guys maybe, are maybe you guys maybe are, this maybe this is flashing. Yeah. yeah. Uh oh. Uh -oh. <laughs> now, now, now that can't be good. <laughs> are are you of the body? <laughs> so what are you guys talking about tonight? Aliens again? <laughs> yeah, we were we were hoping that you weren't abducted. That's what we no. were talking about. No. Well, if if you're raptured, we all have to be uh, worried. Well, about exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, we were, we we started talking about being encouragers, uh, Kev, tonight um, because of nice basically about. Uh, and I, I mentioned a little earlier how this, I, I feel there's a blanket of darkness over the country and over the world right now. And it's just uh, the only thing that's really going to make any difference is going to be the light of the truth of the gospel. I mean, it's it's really the glorious light. You know, this people's minds have been blinded by Satan. Um, and we're we're here to to give them some hope we don't have all the answers but we can direct them to the one that does have all the answers mm, you know that's that's the thing and, and um I, I think that you know you have a lot to contribute you have a lot of wisdom for a younger guy kevin um i'm going to say younger guy because you're all you're all younger than me which is fine but uh you know i always learn a lot of stuff when I listen to you. So what, what's on your heart for this week? Yeah, no, I think encouragement, it was uh, the thing that I was thinking about earlier um, this week uh, and over the weekend was that um, I could see a lot of people um, could use some encouragement. <laughs> and, uh, you know, even, even during the um, this last week, I think um, Bob and I were, were called false prophets, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and we didn't even, you know, we didn't, we didn't even know what we, what we were prophesied about. <laughs> I didn't know I was a prophet. I yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I didn't know I was a prophet either until I was called a <laughs> false false prophet. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess I was never even a true prophet. So, I, I, you know, I went straight from no prophet to false prophet. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you know, and I think that that's just once again is 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 about people um, just lashing lashing out at their fellow brethren, like the Bible said that they would do. <laughs> because why? Because they think the Lord is tearing. <laughs> they think the Lord is 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 slack and he's he's late. And so it says, you know, if if that if if, if the Lord's not not here yet. Don't go out and beat up your fellow brethren. <laughs> and yet, that's exactly what some people do. They get discouraged, right? And uh, they're looking forward to the rapture. They're looking forward to being with Jesus. They're looking forward to eternity, to putting off the corruptible and putting on the incorruptible. We're all looking forward to that. And I think some people are getting impatient. <laughs> and then, uh, And some people are are, um, you know, discouraged by certain things that are happening uh, in this world, which, I mean, certainly you got to understand, it's understandable, but, um, you know, this is, uh, this is all, this is all 
what's supposed to happen during this period of time. But the key is, is like, this is somewhat of a test right now for us here during this, the beginning of sorrows is it's a, it's a test of faith. It's a test of faith. Where, where is your faith? Is your faith in men or is your faith in God? And th- that's been a, uh, a, a test that's gone on for millennium, you know, and it continues to do so. And, and during this time, you'll get watchers or people will say, hey, take a look at what I've discovered. See what I've found. And, pres- and, they, and, and they present it. And then some people will put all of their faith into a, a possibility of what that person has said. And if something doesn't come to pass, or even if it hasn't even reached that date yet, they still lash out because they have that they have little faith in 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 God Himself, not in the person. Now, if they're putting their faith in the person, that's a displaced uh, placement of faith already. Mm-hmm. So, it's great to listen to watchers. It's great to 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 see these things, to understand that these are hypotheses, that these are possibilities, but. Ultimately, it's not up to a person to determine what date the rapture is. That date has already been determined by God himself before the foundation of the world. So that's the faith you need to be put in to, to, that's right. to have your faith put into, right? And last time I checked, you guys did not call yourselves prophets. You do not call yourselves apostles. Um, you know, listen call to myself the- a watcher. Listen, yeah, we, we've you've kind of self-labeled yourselves, but at the same time, we've gone over and over again on this, this program, on this broadcast, that it is basically it's primarily speculation. Um, but it's exciting to watch these things. And I pretty much introed with, if you feel yourself being pulled back and forth between YouTube channels, and you still feel something there that is is, is missing, go back into the Word, get into your prayer closet get, you know, get closer, get close to God, because now you're getting pulled in a different direction. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we, we watch and we, and we report. Yeah, we're, 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 you're not prophesizing anything. We are not telling the future. We already know what the future is going to be. We don't know exactly what date certain things are going to happen, obviously. But at the same time, we we discuss possibilities and things like that. But I mean, ultimately, though, our faith is in God and that we we know that he is going to rapture us at the perfect time. Right. So, you know, that's that, that that's the that's the level of encouragement that you need to have daily. Um, and that happens through your daily walk, your faith and staying grounded in the word. And if you do all those things. Well, you're not going to lash out at at your fellow brethren unless they're committing some type of heresy and they're telling you, "Hey, uh, you better start working in order to earn your salvation." Well, okay, sure, you've got a beef at that point, right? You can bring that up. But if the person's saying, "Hey, I think the rapture might happen here in a month," and then let's say it was a month ago or two months ago when that person said it. I mean, it, it can it can lead to discouragement, sure, but at the same time, that person was just guessing 
I mean, what are you going to do? Are you going to say, well, that person committed heresy or they, that they're no longer a believer or this and that? No, don't bash them for that. And, and especially if somebody says that I, th- I think the rapture is going to happen before September and it's not September yet, as far as I know, how, how do you know it's not going to happen yet? Are, are you now a prophet and saying it's not going to happen? What then, if it happens, what happens then? Do you, do you not go in the rapture because you've committed perjury, basically? You've, you've become a false prophet yourself? So, I mean, it opens you up into all kinds of problems. Uh, just try, stay away from that and just stay, stay grounded in the word. And if, if somebody, when they say something like that, discourages you, Great. Well, there are plenty of other channels that, uh, I mean, right here on this channel, we don't set any dates. We don't say the rapture is going to happen on this date or that date. We we provide possibilities. But, right. I mean, that, that's all we do. Right. You know, we are, um, we're not we're, we're not prophets by any means or any stretch of the imagination. But I do like to consider myself an end-time analyst. Okay. Yeah. I analyze a lot of information. All right. You know, I follow stocks and do a lot of day trading. I talked about that before. And you know what? They're a stock analyst. And what do they do, Kevin? They analyze stocks. They analyze the conditions on the market. They analyze market caps. They analyze, you know, capital and what the company's doing, all stuff like that. And then they give stock predictions of what those stocks are going to do. And you know what? Most of the time they're wrong and they're way (laughs) wrong. (laughs) Okay. And actually, I would say about 99% of the time they're wrong. Okay. But the fact is, all they're doing is just analyze the information. Hey, the information looks like it's going to go this way. Okay. Right. So, I mean, that's basically what we do. I'm just an analyst. I take a lot of information in and I analyze it. And then I say, hey, you know what? I think I can see a possibility of an exit point happening in the next two months. Because I talked about it before. We're not going to find that little split second moment of the rapture. Okay. You, you're talking about a split second. <laughs> okay, yeah. that can go all the way up into uh, September 27th and even through the feast days. Right. Okay. And I, uh, I've i actually watched one of Dr. Barry Oz's uh, videos where he talked about where that can actually go into the feast days because we're in a jubilee year, possibly. Okay. Mm-hmm. For that reason. So we can't go case. because um, he's, he's here right now. I think, isn't there, aren't there two Trumps? Well, if that's if that if that's the case, then uh, in a jubilee year, the first day of the year is actually celebrated on the Day of Atonement. Yeah. So that's ten days ten days after the Feast of Trumpets. So that's an interesting. I mean, that that, that we I've talked about that, and actually we talked about that last year as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so we really don't know exactly when that jubilee year is, but we have to definitely, like you said, we have to include that as a possibility every year. Um, because, uh, if it doesn't, if, if in fact the day of the rapture is on the first day of the, of the Jewish year, then on a Jubilee year, it would be the 10th and not the first. And so the first would come and go and people would be like, well, that's it. It's, it's done, but they're not necessarily taking into account that it could be a Jubilee year and that day could come upon them unaware. (laughs) <laughs> they could be like, well, you know, for, for those who believe that it would be on the first day, which is, you know, the Feast of Trumpets, um, those people would be like, well, I'm waiting until next year. And then next thing you know, on the 10th, it happens. Um, that would be an interesting thought. But 
I mean, yeah. Bob, we're, you know, like you said, we're, we're definitely analysts. We're watchers and then we analyze and then we provide uh, hypotheses, guesses, forecasts. Forecasts. I mean, even the economists, look at the economists. I mean, what was it? A consortium of economists said that inflation was transitory. Well, obviously they're wrong. (laughs) So, I mean, you know, even the best experts on things that have, have like actual history and go through cycles, Mm -hmm. they, they get things wrong. Whereas the rapture, the, the catching away rapture resurrection event has never happened before in history for a group of, of people. So, uh, you know, for for someone to try to predict the exact, like you said, the down to the exact second is is going to be like it's just pretty much impossible. But we can see what season that we're in. We can we can read the times and the seasons, and we right. know very well that we've talked about all the you know the the co- uh, not the coincidence, but just like the the convergence of all these different things that are happening that were foretold that would happen in the end days at the Mm -hmm. end of the age, at the end of the age of grace and then the tribulation. So all those things are taking place now and they're all getting set up for the tribulation. And we talked about this last week. Could it go on for another 30, 50 years in the status quo that it is now? doesn't seem very likely and that's why we say that it's it it seems like we're coming up against the edge here well let me give you a couple of reasons well a few reasons here one we're going into the fig tree generations coming to an end two we're going into a uh solar cycle that's going to be my prediction mid-trip 2025 somewhere somewhere around there uh three you have united states who's a nation that was created in god's love god created israel because god loved israel America was created because America loved God. Both nations were creating God's love. So they're, and it's the only nation under God. It's on, it's on our currency. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's the only nation, the last nation holding back the new world order. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we know that. Okay. This, it's, it's, it's basically, it's a perfect manifestation of the hand of restraint. It's an example right. of it. And now we're starting to see this nation collapse and it's collapsing yeah. fast. That's, That's a key, key right? Indicator. It's not getting stronger. It's actually getting chipped away and getting weaker in order to be set up to be able to be, you know, just another nation that is overcome by the Antichrist. Right. And, you know, so basically what we're looking for is, now you said, like I said, the nation is collapsing. All right. And we have our enemies beginning to surround us now, just like there's just like they're surrounding Israel. Okay, we're we are having our enemies surround us. So we got China, Iran, and uh, Russia mm-hmm. doing nuclear uh, war games in Venezuela and on South America. You have them setting up bases in Canada. You have bite um uh, those Poseidon underground, you know, submarines loaded with those uh, nuclear weapons from Russia that just came online about two weeks ago for the first time, mm. sitting off our shores in the east. Mm. And then you have North Korea coming online now. Did you know that North Korea wants to join the war with Ukraine now? I you saw that. that? They, it, say, yeah. it seems like they petitioned Russia in order to join uh, forces with Russia against Ukraine. Yeah. So now you have the United States 
being surrounded because you have you have basics come from all directions now. So we're so both nations that were created in God's love are being surrounded. And when the United States, when the lights go out here, that's when I believe will be the beginning of the seventh tribulation, which will be the rapture resurrection event. Wow. The United States as a representation is the gauge of the age of grace. That's why I always said, okay, I always I believe that. It's mm-hmm. the gauge, it's a time gauge of telling us how close the tribulation is about to start because this nation is about to die. But the Israel is the timepiece for the tribulation itself because they're coming to life now. They're taking over now. It's the mm-hmm. only nation where you're going to have any form of democracy anywhere on earth over there once this nation goes down. So it makes sense to me that this nation is falling right now because our time is our our time as the body of Christ here promoting the gospel all around the world like America's been doing for the last 250 years mm-hmm. is coming to an end now. It's it really that coming way. to an end now. It really appears okay? that way. Mm-hmm. And we're the only country trying to promote freedom. And, and like I said, Kevin, we can't find that split moment, but we do know when the road is out. I really do believe that the next seven-year cycle is when the road is out. There's no mm-hmm. more road to drive on. So between here and there, my, my the data seems to indicate that there is an exit coming up shortly because mm-hmm. way it looks to me, that road is out. Well, okay. we know that um, that the rapture resurrection happens, and it's a it's a stark moment where things change, and that it's a huge event, and it, it basically splits up, you know, time 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 frames of things. And then, like you mentioned, during the tribulation, the main focus is on Israel during that period of time, right? Um, and and during that period of time, there's a temple that's built, there's sacrifices that happen, and then they get um, they get shut down. There's an Antichrist that comes to power and sets up a peace with many. There's an Antichrist in the middle of the period of time, goes into the temple and declares himself as God. So all those things are in Israel. <laughs> so uh, what what we are looking at, Bob, is we're looking at um, the setup for those things. So like you said, we're looking at right now America, the gauge for the, the the grace period that we're in, and the fact that it says that before the Antichrist is revealed, that there's going to be a falling away that comes first. Well, mm-hmm. what state is the United States in? Is the is the United States where it was? say, 60 years ago in terms of the number of believers and, 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 and things like that? I would, I would say absolutely no. And there are plenty of studies and reports and stuff like that that actually prove it. So mm-hmm. we can see the decline of that and then the increase in non-belief, the increase in addictions, the, the increase in lawlessness, in crime, in the general uh, turning away and rejection of biblical truths. And now you have people with their own truth. This is my truth. So it's basically people doing whatever is right in their own eyes uh, when it comes right down to it, Bob. So the the timepiece that we're looking at 
is the falling away that comes first before the Antichrist. And then what comes after that, we're looking at Israel and seeing the setup for that, including prophecies like Psalm 83 and uh, Ezekiel 38 and Jeremiah 39 and Isaiah 17. And we see all of those things that still have to come to pass all being set up right now. And you cannot say that 60 years ago. You couldn't even say it 30 years ago. You couldn't even say it 20 years ago. You couldn't barely even say it 10 years ago because that's when uh, Syria really started rolling, I think, in 2008, 2009, and then Turkey and Iran and Russia still weren't like they are today, even back then. So Mm -hmm. these things also have, like you said, an expiration date as well. Like these alliances don't last forever. Okay. Well, they're good points that you bring up, Kevin. I mean, the fact that they, they couldn't say those things. Yes, they could. And they have, but they weren't looking, those people weren't looking into certain events in the right way. Okay. I mean, Mm -hmm. they're, they, you know, people thought that Jesus was coming back when, you know, the disciples uh, were, were still alive. So, um, but you make you bring but there up wasn't, but there wasn't uh there was an israel th- then before of course the temple was destroyed and then they were just mm-hmm. the jews right. were dispersed throughout the world between right. that time in 1948 there was no jewish homeland and so that's why people believed at that time that oh well i guess israel is not going to be a nation in the end times and that jesus is going to come back but Looking now and looking in hindsight, of course, I mean, Ezekiel 37 talks about Israel becoming a nation again. So uh, Israel, as far as I can tell, Greg, Ezekiel 37 comes before Ezekiel 38. So, I mean, when you when you consider that timeline and the fact that it talks about the dry bones being, you know, resurrected basically, and that they'll come back and then they won't have the spirit, but then they get the spirit later on. And then you're talking about Ezekiel 30, 38 and 39 with the wars and they come against Israel. That's still future. So, I mean, some, some, some with hindsight, Greg, we can see that, oh, it just wasn't possible until these things have lined up. That's true. And I think that if some people are saying, oh, well, this all this stuff was was lined up years and years ago, I I, I would disagree. I, I do not believe that it was lined up years and years ago. And I but I also believe that it is very close to being perfectly aligned at this point. And that's why I think that we're looking at this, Greg, and saying the times and the seasons are saying that we are very close because all these things are lining up. When you hear about stuff that's going to go on in the tribulation in regards to the temple, I mean, it's just been what, like five, 10 years when they've said, look, they can build the temple in three to six months. It's all prefabricated. They have all the utensils. They've already got the people that are going to be in there. They've got the, you know, that they know who the, the, the priests are going to be. Um, we, we've just heard about the, um, the heifer, right. That's required in order to make a sacrifice there to, to actually like have the temple to begin with uh, and to christen it basically. So, I mean, those things, we've been looking for a red effort. We've been looking, you know, looking at them trying to get one for decades. And now Bob, it looks like they're on the cusp of actually having a few. 
So, I mean, so my point, Greg, is that all of these things are coming together. And I, I think that's the reason why we're saying that the, the, the road, as Bob said, is, looks like it's out pretty soon. It's, it's, there's just no, no more road to go. We see an exit well, sign. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I say, well, for, you know, for the last 70 years, what we've been doing, we, we've had the word of God sitting in front of us. But I think for the most, most part, even in the last 15 to 10 years, we've been trying to stick that square into the triangle hole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to fit. Try to get in there, you know. But I think now we have all the shapes. We have all the holes. And they're all in the right spots. It'll just go right through now. Mm-hmm. Okay. We've been trying to force those things in. We've been trying to spiritualize things because we did not have enough data to come to a proper conclusion. And I've done this. I'm guilty of it, too. I've had a channel for the last 10 years. I thought the rapture resurrection was going to take place back in 2013, 2012. Mm-hmm. That whole Mayan thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I had to grow in wisdom. I had to grow in the knowledge of the Lord. I had to grow in a, a lot of things. And I had to collect a lot of data. <laughs> and now the data seems to indicate that the road is out. Next and and uh, the road is out next month. Is absolute road is out next month because for the first time, like I said, we are seeing things happening that we never seen before. For example, mm-hmm. like I said, Trump's house got raided. First time, um, American president had that happen to him. First time, okay. We are looking for the first time of uh, being surrounded by armies now in modern days to be taken out. First time. We are hearing the nuclear narrative of nuclear war now. Okay, first time. They wouldn't talk about the stuff even a year ago. It's taboo. How, oh, he said nuclear. Ooh, ooh, yeah. you can't more say more that, fear man. tactics. We don't, we, don't, we don't go there yet. We don't go there yet. But more now, boy, it's just like now they're putting out predictions. Well, about 350,000 people will die if you drop one here. You know, and they're reporting this stuff on Fox. I'm like, really? And they're putting out the warnings now in New York City. You know, so evidently something's coming down the pike here something is coming and dreams and visions are off the charts off the charts now well when Bob, i need to get a bigger chart recording on this in 2009 and started like actually you know doing videos and saying hey this stuff is starting to line up um that's you know that's when syria really was kicking off and i was like you know hey this stuff is getting serious. It's becoming a possibility. Whereas before it was like, you'd get say, for example, in 2006, there was a 34 day war with, um, with Hezbollah basically and Israel. And it looked like, Hey, this is now this is interesting. You know, this, this war's going on here. Is this where Lebanon gets, you know, demolished and the answer and, and Ashkelon and Ashdod in Israel and then Gaza starts coming in because, of course, Hamas was already there at that time. I thought, well, is this like the beginning of Psalm 83 where they decide they're going to go and try to, you know, destroy Israel and, and, and Israel's going to be like, oh, no, you don't. But no, that didn't happen. And then I was like, well, OK. So I started learning, like you said, I started thinking, well, maybe Isaiah 17 comes first. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Syria happened. And I was like, well take a look at this. And then throughout the years, we saw Syria get more and more destroyed and, and go into turmoil. 
And that's when Turkey and Iran really started to combine forces with Russia and Iran became a, a, a nuclear threat, threat. And at that point I was like, well, maybe it's Jeremiah 49 that kicks it off, you know? So, you know, but the point is, is that instead of subtracting things, Bob, over the last decade and, and three years, all I've done was just add to it and say, well, now this is closer. Now this is closer. And so I think that's that's the key here is that over this, this past um, 12 years, it's really started to line up. And then I thought to myself, something has got to happen to like change the world because it's just going along kind of, you know, just as is with status quo and everything. And then along comes, as you call it, the year of chaos. I mean, it just changed everything. Everything is different now than what it was in 2019. It's all different. And things are all being set up in order to actually make some of those things that they planned for long ago come to fruition within the next five to 10 years, which means the the control that that they desire over the entire population of the world, which is spoken of, in, in, in Revelation and also in Daniel regarding this Daniel 70th week, the, the, the tribulation period of time. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, in, in, in what you're saying right there make perfectly good sense. Um, look, for example, Pelosi. Okay, She went into Taiwan regardless of what they said to them. And look what happened. Now, now all of a sudden, things are moving over there. War starting to move over there now. And now she's like, hey, I want to go over to uh, North Korea now. Get things going over there. Just you know, rumors, she was rumors of wars is what that caused, yeah. didn't it? Yeah. Rumors so, of wars. So she wants to get over there and get them involved. Okay. So she started talking about all that. And that's when uh, um, um, the leader of North Korea, Kim yeah. Jong-un, whatever, he's, yeah. he wants to get involved with Ukraine now. Isn't that interesting? What about the timing on that, Bob? Yeah. Like as soon as Pelosi's said something about North Korea, the next thing you hear is North Korea wants to engage against the base. I mean, it's a proxy war. They want to engage against the United States as as soon as Nancy says she wants to engage with North Korea. Does everything this woman turn to dross? I mean, the opposite of gold. It's just like, should I mean, we, seriously. Yeah, it's but like, should we be surprised about these? I mean, these no. things are by design, are they not? I mean, yeah. this stuff is yeah. happening because the occultists, the elite, they have their plan, they have their agenda, they have what they want to put into play. And it's it's all it's all by, by design. Like you said before, uh, Bob, you said there was uh, the information and symbolism on the back of our dollar bill, right? It's right there. It's all in plain sight. I mean, people don't question it. They just, oh, oh look at that pyramid with an eye. Okay, whatever. Here, mm-hmm. I want my stick yeah. of gum. But hey, you know, look at that um, pyramid with an eye. <laughs> I, I don't think you can even get a stick of gum with a dollar now. But, uh, but the point being that there's there. This is by design. We shouldn't always be. We shouldn't be surprised. And I know Kevin isn't. But he's just you know, the the irony, the coincidences, quote unquote, of these things happening, are not really coincidences. And a lot of this stuff are fear. A lot of these things are fear tactics that they put in the mirror in the media, and they they do this for basically control. Once you guys are afraid, once they have us in fear, man, they can they can control you a lot easier. Right. 
And, you know, it's, all, it's a dog and pony show. I mean, look, for example, when Pelosi pulled that Taiwan stunt, you know yeah. what happened? A lot of people don't know this, but Putin and Xi, they solidified the reordering of the unipolar <clears throat> unipolar order. Mm-hmm. Okay. They shook hands and basically agreed to completely reorder the control of the power of the, of the whole world mm-hmm. during that time. So everybody's focusing on Pelosi. They were short, shaking their hands to reorder the power of the whole world, shifting power from the dying Western system that we're basically heading towards a great a great reset, a liberal reset under the leadership of Charles, uh, Charles, uh, yeah, Charles Schwab. Klaus Schwab. Klaus Schwab. Yeah. Klaus That's Schwab. what that one uh, advisor said, Klaus right? Schwab. He said um, yeah. a, new, uh, a, a new liberal world order. Yeah. So, yeah, so that that's what they want to take us. They're taking us into a new liberal world order. All of the United States, Western nations, and Europe are going to, and it's a digital system, by the way, all digital, no cash, no gold, no silver, no minerals, no nothing. Okay, oh. all digital, all backed, and it's all backed by nothing except their liberal order power and might with a, with a military. That's all they have. Basically, it's be like me saying to you, hey, Check out this monopoly money I have. Here, use it. It's valuable. You're like, no, it's not. And I put a gun to your head. Yes, it is. Use it. <laughs> That's basically what they're going to try to do. They think they can just bully everybody into taking this digital system. You know why? Because they have no money. They don't have any gold. They don't have silver. Russia, Russia and China, they, they, they've been buying all that stuff up. They have all the minerals and everything. You got like, you got Mexico is going to, you know, Mexico is going to get on board with them because. They are going to be one of the world's largest silver producers. Pretty well, soon. Well, you gotta wonder though, Bob, is, is that gonna be part of their demise? Because mm-hmm. we all know that one day gold and silver is gonna be worthless. Yeah. So I mean they're stocking up on that stuff in hopes that they're going to be the richest countries in the world with you know with, with those minerals, but one day we know that they're not gonna be worth anything. And so when they're sitting on all that. And they think that that's where their wealth is. What's going to happen then? I mean, they're 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 gonna um, they're gonna have hard times in the future. But I gotta believe that that's probably down the road, and later than hard times for say like the West, for example. Right. Yeah. You know, gold and silver, the minerals of the earth—that's God's economy. All right. Satan doesn't want to use God's economy. He wants to use his economy, a made-up economy, a, a made-up economy. Because a digital economy, economy, you can track everybody and track all their spending, which is the mark of the beast. Okay, mm-hmm. and I think this is what's coming down to right now is going to be digital versus gold wars taking place right now. Digital mm-hmm. versus gold. This is why they're going to war with. Uh, this is why China and Russia hate the United States. All right, and when Putin was talking about how America is dying and they have nothing and you know stuff like that, and he was mocking them, making fun of them, you know, and they're just. You know, even though they're not that great of a nation either. I mean, you know, they got a lot of communism over there, but they they definitely have a better economy than we do. They know that our economy is based on a house of nothing. (laughs) I mean, it's not even cards. It's just a house of nothing where we print up fake money. And like you said, people have think it's valuable because it's been around for so long. But in fact, it's backed by nothing. And the mm-hmm. fact is, is that we're in debt over thirty trillion, which can never be paid back, and entitlements, which are well over a hundred trillion, mm-hmm. is just turning up cash that that doesn't actually exist from anywhere. And so, but when you think about it, Bob, the the the, 
digital currencies that are going on right now, and it's mainly through crypto, uh, and and say China's digital currency and the upcoming Fed coin, the digital currency there, those are the only thing that they're backed upon right now, Bob, is technology. They're not backed by by anything physical whatsoever. They're not right. backed by gold. And that's very and I thought that was quite interesting that the way that crypto and everything was set up was that it's not backed by anything except for the technology which supports the currency, the blockchain technology. And that's mm-hmm. and that's what people are investing in. That's what people are putting their 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 faith into that the, the currency of those companies for their technology and what it can offer in terms of commerce, not backed by anything except for the good faith of the company and the technology behind it and the people believing in it. But that's really what the U.S. dollar is as well, and that's what Putin knows. Putin knows his ruble is probably backed up by at least something physical, but like I said, that that physical backing is not going to be worth anything one day. So when you consider it, when all those things happen, the Antichrist is going to, like you said, have his own currency, and he's going to spread it throughout the world. And what is that going to be backed by? It's, it's going to be backed by by basically the penalty of death. Is yeah, really right. consider it. It's the either if you don't worship me, you get your head cut off, or if you don't take this mark, you cannot buy or sell. So. Right. I mean, it's, it's a penalty of death. Like you must, it's like you said before, you put a gun to someone's head and you say, you must believe in this. And either they say, shoot me or they say, okay. Yeah. You know, the scary thing about it, if you guys don't know this, the, uh, the reconcilia- reconciliation anti-inflation bill that they're trying to, you know, they hear about that bill is anti-inflation bill. What does it do? It causes inflation. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It, it, it hyper hyper extends inflation. They're calling, you know the they put, now, though, They're calling it yeah. the climate bill now, Bob. They're calling it the climate bill now. Did you know that they are going? They have eighty billion dollars in funds that they're going to give to the IRS in that bill. Basically, that is six times six six times the annual budget for the IRS, and they're going to hire eighty thousand new employees, auditors. To come after everybody when this whole thing, when this whole digital system kicks in, and they're going to be auditing you, watching you, see what you're doing with your money. Hey, you, you shouldn't have gone to that website. Hey, I feed my sheep today. Shame on you, shutting you down. Okay, all kinds of stuff like that. My okay, taxes are going to get audited, Bob, because I, yeah. I I donate to feed my sheep today. <laughs> yeah. Because we're not going to be feed my sheep today will be no longer an operation. We'll be gone at that point because it's it's, it's going to take a long time to get this. Not a long time, but it's going to take some time for this thing to really kick it's in. It's true, gun. but um, yeah, they're That's going to hope is that the IRS. It doesn't get like completely rolled out until the until ra- the rapture happens. Because I still want to donate and I still want to have feed my sheep today going, and I don't want to have a thousand, two thousand people pestered. By, I mean, look, you're supposed to give to Caesar what's Caesar's and give to God what's God's. And I have a feeling that the IRS is going to want to have Caesar get what's God's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good point. Good point. I mean, yeah, it will be gone. Before, they're gonna, yeah. I mean, they are going to be, tar- I'm sure they're going to be targeting uh, things like that. I just 
hope, Bob, that it takes a while for that to happen. And it takes so long that if we're still here, let's just say in, in 2024, that an election occurs that actually stops that in the tracks. And, and it, maybe that can, I don't know. But I mean, look, at God's always going to find a way, Bob, to get mm-hmm. uh, the word out to people. So, um, yeah. you know, we're going to continue to go regardless of whether or not the IRS comes a call or not. And if they did, Bob, I'd be like, look, I, yes, of course I give my money to feed my sheep today. Would you like to hear the word? <laughs> Would you like to, 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 to have a little, little preaching here, boys, about uh, the gospel? Have you heard the good news? That's what we're sharing. And, uh, you know, hey, for, so thanks for, uh, for, for giving me the opportunity to share the gospel with you. Uh, you don't know what you've stepped into here. You probably shouldn't have audited me. Yeah, God <laughs> yeah, finds a way. He always finds a way. And, uh, you know, he's also going to find a way to make gold and silver worthless, right? Yeah. yeah. To, think, to think that, I mean, I mean, there were, I there's different speculation around that, too. What makes it, what's going to make it worthless? I mean, right. the first thing that comes to our mind is, okay, well, nothing's going to save you during that period of time, uh, right? I mean, uh, right. specifically. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Ty Green, though. Are you familiar with his channel, Ty Green's channel? All right, Ty, Ty Green, yeah, he's another believer uh, who has his own, uh, you know, channel, YouTube channel. Uh, he brought up a very interesting point one, uh, at one time. Uh, he brought up that gold and silver is going to do something it has never done before. All right, I'm giving you a shout-out here, uh, Ty, uh, because uh, in James 5 one through three. Uh, I'm going to bring up his channel real quick here because I think you guys are going to find this very interesting. I found this fascinating because I've always thought about why was why would gold and silver be completely worthless and thrown out in the streets as it states in Isaiah. But um, this is interesting because what's going to happen is it's going to become cankered. Uh, he looked in, into that word specifically uh, in terms of the word cankered. And do you know what that actually comes up with? Uh, here's here's his um, here's his uh, channel right now. I don't know if you can see that. So this is where uh, okay, this is Ty Green's channel. The title is Gold and Silver. It's going to do something it has never done before. So in James it says, "Go now, you rich men, weep and howl for your miseries that shall come upon you. Your riches are corrupted." And your garments are, uh, uh, what's that word? Moth-eaten. Moth-eaten. I guess it's it's not two words. It's one word. Moth-eaten. Your gold and silver is cankered, and the rust of them shall be a witness against you, and shall eat your flesh as it were fire. Now, he goes into the word in the Strong's definition of word cankered. Strong's G2728. Strong's definition, to rust down, that is to corrode, to rust over or cover with rust. Uh, highly recommend uh, this, this video in particular. Uh, I don't know too much about his other videos. I've, I've seen a few of his things, a few of his videos. But this in particular caught my attention because I never thought of it this way, that gold will actually rust. Interesting. Gold will rust during this period. And that has to be a supernatural work of God. Hmm. That has to be a supernatural work of God. And that would make sense as to why it becomes worthless. Because if it's rusting, you know, well, you, rusting, but, you know, uh, so 
uh, it actually oxidizes at that point in time. If it loses, it's if it loses its luster, Greg, it's worthless. I mean, no one's going to want it. It, it, it's, it, it becomes, um, it becomes basically worthless at that point. If it's going to be all corroded and rusted, then what good is that metal at that point? I mean, it can't even be traded. It's so brittle and, and, and rusting and corroded. I mean, that, that is a change in like molecular property or something gets applied to the gold somehow, maybe through the air or whatever. I don't know. That's I have a theory. Something changes. Something changes in the air. Right, Bob, what's your theory? Go ahead. My theory is wormwood. wormwood. Oh, okay. Because when wormwood hits, it will call. Mm -hmm. it'll, it'll, my theory is basically wormwood hits, it will put dirt up into the sky. Mm -hmm. Okay. It will hit the water. And it'll cause water to go up into the sky along with dirt and all the other elements are going to mix. And, and toxic it becomes toxic and turns into acid rain globally. Yeah. And they're trying to harvest this gold from the ground. And this stuff's going to soak the ground in the waters and make it bitter so you can't drink the waters. It's also mm. going to ruin all the gold you try to harvest from the ground. So that's acid. It's acid rain. It'll destroy it the gold. You know, what's interesting, Bob, is that that could explain why there's no dual economy there with, like, competing against the mark. Like, you don't have precious metals anymore to actually say, oh, like these countries or people say, look, I've got these metals that have been used uh, for currency for millennium. And uh, so why would I need to use a mark system and a digital currency when I when I know that we can trade and use these things and I've got plenty of this stocked up? Well, if it's worthless because it's all corroded, right, and rusted, then there's nothing to compete against the mark at that point. Because, I mean, look at all fiat currencies are already worthless today. We're just continuing to use them on borrowed time. Right. Every fiat currency yeah. in the past in history has, so, has failed as yeah, far has as failed. I know. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no, we don't. You, yeah, exactly. And and in addition to that, all the blockchain technology, like I said, is all controlled uh, by by and by basically the people who have faith in it. And if that is not accepted, then it's not a competing currency. In addition to that, you're talking about 15,000 now or 18,000 different currencies like that. How are you going to be able to, to get to manage that? Forget that. It's not going to happen. So, I mean, we all know there's going to be a one currency system. And the only thing that really could compete against it, certainly not fiat, it's not digital, not backed by anything and only backed by technology. And if the, if the electronics go out, Bob, you don't have any blockchain anymore. Sorry, that's gone. Um, yeah. If an EMP hits and their, and, and their blockchain server is there, well, guess what? It's gone, wiped. So, you don't, and then if you don't have precious metals, what do you have left? Yeah. Well, that this is where I believe the whole war of digital versus gold, eventually digital will win. Digital will win because according to the Bible in Revelation chapter 13, it looks like to me a digital system takes over the whole earth. Sure. And the book of Isaiah says that gold and silver, all of metals, minerals go to the wayside. Right. So it's going to be a total. And the Bible says it causes all both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond to receive a mark in the right hand for it. So everybody is going to be tested on the earth as stated in Revelation chapter 310. Right. All right. It's, it's a time of testing. All right. So it's, it's global. 
Okay. So, yeah, I, that's, that's a great point. They're going to eventually bow down to this digital system or right. maybe create their own digital system or the Antichrist will create the ultimate digital system. Yeah. Who knows? But before that happens, Bob, the fiat currencies of the world must implode mm-hmm. and gold and silver must be corroded. So, so Greg, that's yet another thing, not, not necessarily the gold and silver, um, because that, that could happen, like you said, Bob, at Wormwood. Then, but before that, the fiat currencies of this world are going are, are gonna to get destroyed. And, and that's yet another thing, Greg. The fiat, if the fiat currencies were super strong right now and that countries had, you know, backing of their currency and it was being used properly and it was being managed properly and, and everybody had faith and there was no debt and this and that, that would be a long way off. But, Greg, we are not in that realm. I mean, the, the predominant currency mm-hmm. of the world is the U.S. dollar. I mean, in order, like, like not not for day to day purchases in some country like far far away, but in terms of like oil, inter- energy costs, things like that. I mean, a lot of that stuff is done in in U.S. dollars. That's and I'm sorry, dollar. but the U.S. dollar is like is probably the worst of all the fiat currencies in the entire world because it's it's used so heavily and the fact that it's underwater so bad and that it's backed by nothing. That I mean, mm-hmm. a matchstick basically lights it up, Bob, and then from there it just triggers the fire, and there's a massive implosion. Yeah, no more money, and you know that that's just another linchpin that says that you know the, the fact that the nation that is creating God's love is the reserve currency of the world. That's not by mistake. Mm-hmm. All right, that's by design. All right, mm-hmm. God made that happen. All right. He wanted everybody to see in God we trust everywhere. He wanted to see that everywhere. Yeah, I know they got their own little things they put on that money, whatever. <laughs> okay. They're the Masonic symbols. <laughs> yeah, the fact is we have in God we trust. Now Satan's gonna twist that around and say, Oh, I'm the God you should trust it on uh you know, I get it. But right now we are in the age of grace and uh, the nation that is the gauge for the age of grace is also the world's reserve currency. When we are no longer the world's reserve currency, like I just told you right here, when Russia and China reorder the unipolar order to take over the world now, which has never Mm -hmm. happened before. All right. It's happening Mm now. And, And they're doing that because they're putting an end to this, you know, false currency. Now it's coming to an end. And the fact that this nation, I mean, come on, let's face it, man, this nation is, is just dying on the vine, politically, spiritually, economically, education-wise, everything. We are just dying on the vine here. We are done. <laughs> Stick a fork in us. We're done. Okay. Well, especially, we got- especially with the rapture, I mean, that just, like, jams another monkey wrench into the whole thing. Um, mm-hmm. It causes Uh-oh. economic to. It's an economic debacle for the United States for the rapture to occur. Um, and what do you have left? I mean, you have the left left predominantly, and you know that they're going to go full authoritarian. Uh, I mean, could you imagine the lockdowns that are going to occur after oh, the rapture? Man, I mean, if man. we thought the COVID was bad, I mean, they're, you know, they're not going to let a crisis go to waste. I mean, that's what 
That's their mantra. It really is like the first judgment. That's the crisis to end all crises. Oh, yeah. It is. It becomes the first judgment, It doesn't it, guys? It really is on this world. Yeah, yeah, it's it's coming. It's coming, folks. So stick a fork in it, Bob. You're right. I mean, that is going (laughs) to be like the knife that basically just cuts it in half. Uh, And the fact that they... They lie so much. They, I mean, the liar. I mean, constant lying. I mean, they say we added five hundred thousand jobs. Okay, what about the eleven corporations that are laying off? About you know, eleven percent of the top corporations laying off between eleven to twenty percent of their workforce now. What about the eleven million that never went back to work? Yeah, I mean, they got. What their, about uh, the thirty million jobs that were lost in like a matter of of what five six months? So mm-hmm. I mean, we're not even back to the labor participation where we were before. I mean, so, you know, and then and gas price. Oh, gas prices are down, uh, you know, 80 cents. Yeah. From like up 300 percent. You know, I mean, it went from a dollar 80 to like mm-hmm. five. What was it? Five ten. It was like a yeah. dollar 70 dollar 80 to five ten. So it went up three times and then it goes back down 80 cents. And they're like, we let's party. And it's like, you know, and they're like, oh, it just gives people some breathing room. And it's like. The breathing room was taken from them well over a year ago. This is right. not giving them back any breathing. They don't have any. You, in order to give them breathing room, you got to go back to where it was at $1.80, $2 a gallon. That's when actually people start, had some breathing room. That's when the economy was really clicking. Hello. So, you know, it's just mm-hmm. false, false hope is mm-hmm. what these people have. Right. About everything, and it translates <laughs> all the way to their to their spiritual nature, all the way into practical measures as well. Yeah, it's funny how uh, Biden, you know, first thing he does when he gets in office, he declares war on American energy. Yeah, right, shuts everything down. But yet, somehow, it's still okay to go beg Venezuela for oil and go do fist bumps in Saudi Arabia. Okay, it's okay to do that. Hey, their their oil is okay. Well, the oil's you know the oil's bad for the climate. It's bad for the climate. Okay, so instead of making it here, you're still going to have oil come here, but now we got to go beg our enemies to give it to us. When we extract okay. oil here, Bob, it's, it's like oil, right? way cleaner than the way that they extract it in other countries. And if mm-hmm. they're such big climate activists and they care about saving the planet, then why are they going to dirty oil producers to get the oil from them? Do they think that since it's being extracted over there, it has no effect on on us. Mm-hmm. They don't even believe what they say they believe, Bob. That's how right. awful they are. They, <laughs> they they're such hypocrites that I mean, if you could give it give them a little bit of a credit if they actually believed what they said. But the fact mm-hmm. is, is that they don't, and that they use it in order to further their their individual and their power and their party's goals. That's all it is, Bob. It's not about these people are not virtuous. Okay, no. these people aren't trying to save the planet and say, "Look, we need to make sure that we have, you know, clean energy and that we're not polluting." And and we're and so they they think that like putting CO two into the air is harmful to the planet, <laughs> when in fact it is not <laughs> harmful to the planet to put CO two into the air. Because guess what plants need? Plants do not need oxygen. They create... 
from CO2. (laughs) So no, and and they don't even understand the volume of the atmosphere of the earth is so great that like cars in a city do not affect the, 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 the uh, planet warming. Uh, Even there are barely there, but uh, 8,000 miles away. I mean, these people are nuts, Bob. They, 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 they project something that is not even true, and they don't even believe it themselves because if they did, Bob, they would be like, we have to make sure that we, at least we're going to be virtuous, and we're not going to use any dirty producing thing at all. But right. instead, like you said, we're not going to produce it here where it's cleaner. We're going to go make them produce it over there and then buy it for more, even though it's dirty. How does that right. make any sense to anybody? Well, and, and, and then all the leaders are like, we need climate change, climate change. Oh, you're destroying the earth. Oh, you're climate. And then they're the biggest climate criminals themselves. Yeah. With all their jets, with their huge homes, multiple huge homes, tens and dozens of cars. I mean, I mean, how much, how much carbon do I put out with me living here in my home compared to Klaus Schwab's? Multiple jets. Come on, man. And Biden's home, a $14,000 a month nip, uh, electric gas bill. I mean, if these guys just, are the uh, worst if offenders. They, if they just said, Hypocrite. you know what? We use a lot of energy and we're rich and we pay for the energy. I'd be like, fine. But that's not what they do. They say, we use a lot of energy because we need to in order to teach everybody that you need to use less. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. this, where did they get that from? You know, it's, <laughs> it's like, it's just, just so bad, Bob. It's like, if all of them were flying around in private jets and they didn't say a darn thing about the climate, it would be fine. Great. You know what? You're rich. Awesome. You get to fly around in a private jet and pay for your fuel, even if it's a, you know, a hundred dollars a gallon. Great. You go ahead and do that. Don't come then and use a 16-year-old to lecture people on what on why they should not be using fossil fuels. I mean, it just mm-hmm. it's it, it, they just use people, they use circumstances, they use it, and then it's just like don't be a hypocrite, please. Go ahead mm. and use your private jet because use your I don't money think to fund feed my planet. Yeah, come on, come on, man, yeah. come on, man. Speak of come on, man. We'll do some questions here. Right, we we have a bunch before. of them, don't we? Um, you so, get me fired well, up, Bob, on these people. I'm telling you, I don't like, I don't like the, the, the double talk from these people. It really bothers me. It's like, you know, that's. I think that's the one thing that bothers me the most about these people, Bob, is that they're just such hypocrites. It's like, and you can see right through them, and they have no shame. They've got no remorse, no shame, and it's exactly what the Bible talks about these people, and, and that they just harden their heart. They get coarser and coarser. They get rough. They get, they're just beasts. They're just wild. You know, they don't have any knowledge of anything spiritual whatsoever. And that translates into just poor judgment all the way around. Mm-hmm. And, and they're the ones in charge. And that's, I think, a lot of the verses in the Bible talks about, um, Greg, especially like in Psalms, like, what, you know, oh, this is Greg's boy. Why do the heathen? 
<laughs> you know, oh, it's like it's Psalm two, right? It's, it's, Why it's, do the heathen rage? Do the heathen rage? Because they're going the to hell. That's why they rage. You go. That's why they rage. Lake of fire, people. And the lake of fire. That's where they're all going. Why do the I'll be raging yeah. too. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I love that. That's <laughs> it's exactly that. It's the Greg voice, and it comes in my mind when that happens, and it's like. Why do the heathen right? What and then the other verses that talk about why do the heathen prosper? It's like oh, yeah. why, Lord? And it's like, hey, the Lord says, you know what? Vengeance is mine. Don't worry. Vengeance. There's gonna be a day where it comes, and no matter what, th- you know what? They're using up all their rewards right now, Bob. They're using up all the riches now. And and you gotta at that's at, at that point when you realize it. And then it's a spiritual thing, and it's not about financial or them being hypocrites or whatever. It's just the fact is, is that they're lost. And at that point, it gets real sad because, Bob, you we know where their destination, their ultimate destination is, unless they change, unless they have a, a repentant heart and they change themselves and they change. That's and donate and donate to feed my sheep. And donate to feed. Yeah, yeah. Okay, don't forget about that. Don't forget about that. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll yeah. do. Um... When we do like a, I'll do like a lightning round for Chester and his questions. As you're yes. getting ready, uh, he says here. Uh, see, can the seven trumpets, the wrath of God, be a form of Planet X asteroid or a big nuclear bomb? I think uh, Planet X will play its role in the uh, seven trumpet judgments. He says, will China invade Taiwan? Yeah, they're going. I heard that they're they're uh, putting off till November, which I don't think is going to be the case. They're going to say that, and then they're going to do a surprise attack. But you know what, though? Um, um, Dustin put out a great video. I don't know if you guys saw it. Basically, China doesn't have to go invade Taiwan and blow stuff up over there and ruin everything. All they have to do is take us out. They take us out. They need to get rid of us anyways. Mm-hmm. According to China and Russia, we are their number one threat now. So if you get rid of us, then all you got to do is march into Taiwan and say, hey, your big brother ain't there. No, no more take care of you. What are you going to do now? Huh? They're like, you give up. Great. Well, consider this, Bob. Yeah. If the, if the rapture does happen uh, either this month or next month, and then the 70th week kicks off with a peace agreement in September, in November, that could be the opening of the second seal, which peace is taken from the earth. And that could be part yeah, of the whole true. thing, too. So it still could be in November and still set up for, you know, uh, wars like you're talking about, which is in November, I mean, the rapture has already occurred. The United States is in total chaos, let's be honest. Uh, Taiwan's not going to be looking. I wouldn't think they'd be looking at the United States at that point. They'd be like, we're not getting help from there. China certainly would would notice that. I mean, we, we talked about this, Bob. When, when the light is taken from the world, I mean, what do you have left? you got darkness is going to invade. We know that. We know that. That is going to happen. It's going to be a false peace when they say peace and safety. That's when sudden destruction comes upon them. So, I mean, Bob, November could be like peace taken from the earth time. Sure. Absolutely could be. Yeah. Yeah. He goes on to say here, he says, is monkeypox lockdown possible like the COVID lockdowns? I don't know. I don't think they will be able to to fool everybody with uh, another virus lockdown. People are not going to go along with it. No, no, no. I no. think that I think they played that card and they're done. Don't, yeah, don't get all riled up, Chester, about 
this other thing that's going on right now. It is not going to become anything. It is like being pushed down even by the people that are in power because of the conditions of it and so forth. So don't even worry about it. It's not a thing that's going to happen uh, and, and, and cause any kind of bigger issues whatsoever. And somebody just asked, isn't peace already taken from the earth? No. The simple fact is, Bob, is that we still have peace here, is that we, we, we still live in peace. So the answer is no, the second seal has not been opened, and peace hasn't been taken from the earth. We still have the peace. Right. Well, that's the, that's the restrainer. The restrainer has to be Absolutely. taken out. Absolutely. The restrainer has to be taken out of here. And then, I mean, the first seal has to be open before the second seal, and the first seal hasn't been opened yet. And we are not there to witness it yet. So, no. As soon as they use a nuclear bomb on a civilian population as a means to end to take care of business, if the, as soon as the first country does that, then there will be no peace anywhere. Because we've all, the narrative's gone global. Nobody's going to be thinking about tomorrow. Why? Because there's no peace. You don't know when a nuclear bomb is going to drop on your neighborhood. You'd be too scared to go to work. You don't want to leave your family. Nobody will have peace at that point. So, yes, we, we're definitely in a time of peace. I could still get in my car, drive to the store, get some food. Don't have to worry about anything. You know, go get, yeah. go get a coffee. Hey, you know, still, no, still in a time of peace. Yeah, we had some ruckuses. We had some tribulations. Right. Like Apostle Paul said that we will go through tribulations. We do. But not the, the great tribulation. That's the other thing, too. Jesus said that it's going to be worse than any other time before or after. And so when you consider like that seal being open and peace taken from the earth, that is that's gigantically cataclysmic. Secondly, I don't think it was ever really mentioned as tribulation. It was always referred to as time of Jacob's trouble, specifically when he was talking about the the three and a half years. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but I haven't found anything in Scripture, even through study that mentions tribulation of that seven years specifically um, regarding that uh, full seven years. It's always the time of Jacob's trouble. Yeah. Someone just said, don't fear the mark. That's for sure. I mean, those who are here right now, um, pre-rapture, don't need to fear it. And those who actually come to Christ after the rapture don't need to fear the mark either. So um, as a matter of fact, the, um, the angel says to them, blessed are those who don't take the mark. So, um, yeah, they're going to get comfort. No one, no one saved is going to fear the mark. Not now, nor later. They're probably going to be really bold, in my opinion. Yeah. They're like, yeah, just come to my house. Come right. on. What took you so long? You know, exactly. that, just, that would be my attitude. I, I think they're going to be witnessing along the way. <laughs> yeah. Right, 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 to, right, right to the guillotine. Uh, I, I, and it says, you know, in the Bible, it says, don't need, you don't need to worry about what you're going to say in those days. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, these, these people are going to be comforted. Uh, this, no one's going to fear the mark. Mm-hmm. So what's the next question you want to do here? You know who's yeah, going to fear but, the mark are the people who are unsaved. They're the ones who are going to fear it, and they're going to take it, and they're going to worship the Antichrist, and then they're going to they have because they have no fear of God whatsoever. Mm-hmm. All right, let's he's see. Our, yeah, know. he's got a bunch of them here. Uh, we'll we'll do a, a few, and we'll go back and forth with others first, and then if there's nothing else there, we'll come back to him. All right, but we'll start with this. Is the temple in Israel ready to be built this year? I don't know if anybody's been answering questions already. As far as I know, 
Bob, I've already said this earlier in the broadcast that the, the temple in Israel is 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 ready to be built and has been ready to be built for years. For years, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's gonna. It's. I, I would think that possibly part of that uh, 70th week uh, peace deal could include um, the ability for the Jews to rebuild their temple at that point. Yeah, it's already. I believe it's uh, a lot of speculation on that. But if I was the Jews, I would have that thing built in sections, and you just Lego that thing together. Yeah, exactly. Real it's fast. stuff, yeah. Yeah, you could pre-build it, absolutely. I, I, I build a lot of stuff, you know. I like to, if you got something going on in one location, and you got time to burn, I would start pre-building everything. So that way, when the time comes, you get the permit, it's yours, okay, you start building it. Yeah, okay. I don't think that we're going to see it, though, um... I don't think we're going to see it built. Um, I think it's going to. I think that's going to actually happen after the rapture. Yeah, I think so. That, but that's just that. That's my speculation, my idea. Whether or not that's true or not, who knows? I guess we'll find out in the future. But mm-hmm. the point is, I think all of our points is no matter when it happens, it's going to go up fast. Right. Well, when they built the when they built the temple during uh, in the book of Daniel, when he talks about they built it in times of trouble. Yeah. Right. That's when they were building that thing because they were going to have all types of issues with uh, people across the river and around the area. They're going to Artaxerxes and getting them to do letters against them. You know, all kinds of crazy stuff like that to try to stop them. Okay. So yeah, they're going to be building it not during a time of peace. They're going to be Mm -hmm. building it during the time of uh, trouble. Jacob's trouble. Jacob's trouble. Right. Good. So there you go. Okay. All right. Going back to the gold. If all metal is bad, like. Gold. Well, how can a digital system that uses computers function or work? Okay, going back to what we were referring to before, gold being worthless. How can gold? How can a digital system that uses computers function or work? Well, fallen angel technology, possibly. I mean, that could help, Bob. I mean, uh, you know, they they could set up their own power thing all over the earth. Uh, they could mm-hmm. set up their own system. They can set up anything. I mean, there's going to be all kinds of lying signs and wonders that we've like never been seen before. So, I mean, things are going to be way different during that period of time. And I don't think it's something that we can even comprehend uh, about how different it's going to be. Well, the system that the system that they have is a system that they, they used to use. I mean, you look at all the pyramids. Sure. And all the stuff going on all around the earth, that was their original grid. And they're going right. to bring that grid back online. I mean, every time they fire up one of those pyramids in the Bermuda Triangle, somebody's, you know, plane ends up taking a three-hour trip. It does in 45 minutes. Okay, so basically they have the, the system in place here, and it's not a metal-based system. It's a limestone, a rock-based system with mm-hmm. water traveling through it and all kind of old technology. They used to have wireless electricity back then. Right. Okay, so, yeah, they had they won't need metal. Of any you know, remember, God allows this to happen. I mean, God, mm-hmm. this is God's plan. So, I mean, uh, he, he allows Satan, uh, he kicks Satan out of heaven and down to the earth and says, woe to the, to those on the earth. So, I mean, there's going to be great woe. And with that is there's going to be a system set up by the power of Satan himself that God allows. So, you know, quantum computers, I mean, you know, they could use, they could fuse any kind of human plus 
fallen angel technology together and that's what they did before and they'll do it again and uh i i, I have no doubt in my mind that that's what it's talking about with when it talks about the final kingdom being you know those 10 toes with uh clay mixed with iron and that uh they're not gonna it's yeah. not gonna cleave together it's not it, it, it's going to it's it's, it's going to be a shit listen the Antichrist doesn't have it super easy either. You know that in Daniel, like Daniel 8, for example, talks about a lot of problems the Antichrist has. So it's not going to be smooth sailing. It's going, this is going to be a rough time for everybody uh, those seven years. Oh, yeah. 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 And the fact that, you know, the fact that the technology, that's a great point, Kevin, because they're going to meld the, uh, the clay and iron together. Now, yeah, you could say uh, there, you know, people think there won't be any metal used. Of course, metal does still come from the earth, okay? comes from the rocks and everything. So, yeah, it could still be used like these quantum computers. But I think a lot of these quantum computers, I think we've seen a picture of how far these quantum computers can go as like almost like an organism type computer, a living computer, mm-hmm. you know? And who knows? And we've seen that already in movies and stuff like that. But it's not really using metal and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know? You're talking about these fallen angels, man. You, they have, <laughs> they they got it all, man. So I'm not even worried. I mean, for space, we're not going to be here for any of this stuff anyway. Yeah, it's interesting to talk about. Sure. You know, you know, I'm not, and I'm not interesting. What's at the bottom of the ravine in, at the end <laughs> of the road here? Because I'm right. not going to go down and hit the bottom of the ravine. I'm going up into the sky. <laughs> you know. <laughs> all right, Bob. So, will the next president of the United States be the Antichrist? No, absolutely not, because he, he don't care about the United States. He wants Jerusalem. He needs right. to set up his image in Jerusalem. The Bible even says that he's a Syrian and a Jew. Yep. Okay, so he's like a mixture, you know. So He also has wars that goes on in Europe and in Middle East and Asia, and he goes into the temple in Jerusalem, declares himself as God. He's an Assyrian. He's not... He's not even eligible to become president of the United States, uh, let alone be elected as one. He certainly doesn't want to live in 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Uh, <laughs> if he does, he's he's not long for this world. And so the Antichrist would be dead, which is, uh, you know, he, I, I guess, uh, I suppose he could come back to life with a deadly wound and, and trap traverse from the United States over to Europe. I just don't see yeah. it. Well, you see the spirit of Antichrist in operation right now. That's why you look at Obama and stuff like that. The spirit of Antichrist, even Jesus says, is even operating here today. So it's here. It's operating. Okay, it's been operating for over 2,000 years. Exactly. And you see it operating in Obama. Okay, that's why he's, oh, he's the Antichrist. Well, no, he has the spirit of the Antichrist. Sure does. He's not the physical manifestation of the Antichrist, but he's operating under the spiritual protocols of him. Because of the physical uh, vessel that the Antichrist, which many people believe is just going to be uh, the resurrection of Nimrod's body, which they uh, Israel just took control of Nimrod's body. And I don't know how, I mean, that's pretty old. I mean, what's that body look like? It has to just be a pile of dust by now. But somehow, someway, they kept that, kept his body somewhat fresh. I don't know. Hey, before we take in our questions... Somebody in chat says Jews think their Messiah has come already. I I don't I don't believe that's true. I think they're still they are still waiting for their Messiah. Well, as a whole, there's certain sects of you know of Jews too. 
that do believe that their Messiah has come. I forget. Yeah, but the, I'm talking. I'm talking about the Jewish nation of Israel. The and nation, as, right? As, we are as talking as about the nation. Yeah. Yes, but I think they may be referring to a specific Messiah, and I forget the name. But uh, you know, it is their, uh, you know, Ben Ben David that has uh, has has come. Um, but there are going to be many false Christs. Uh, Jesus warns us of this. Many, uh, you know, false Christs in this time period. So this is this is leading up to everything that is spoken about in Scripture and prophecy. They're still looking for a powerful. You there? I think we did we lost. lose you? Okay, so we lost Kevin. We'll wait till he comes back. Uh, we did lose Brother Robert. He was having some technical difficulties. So, all right, next question. Uh, why does God elect some but not others? Well, he has a purpose for some people and then not others. Okay. Um, we still have free will. You can still come to salvation now, or you can come to salvation by heeding the words of the Revelation 14 angel after the rapture resurrection. Okay. But he does appoint others to do certain things. I think that's what she was talking about, right? Uh, God's elect because the elect is just not one specific group of people. You have the church who are the elect, Jewish nation are the elect, angels are the elect, and the Bible refers to them. The elect is used pretty broad in the Bible. So to um, to say that why does God elect some but uh, but not others? No, the Bible is clear that is God's will that none shall perish but all all shall come to repentance, okay, and all come to everlasting life. So it is as it will. I mean, God deals with all that. I don't know uh, how, you know, Bushmen out in Africa receive the word. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know how, I don't know how all that works besides the work that we're doing with Feed My Sheep today. But how has all that worked over the last 2,000 years? I don't know. That's a great question, something you would have to ask the Lord himself. When you get to that point, so yeah, that's a good good answer there. All right, and uh, where does this carbon tax fit in this equation? Okay, this may have been referencing something else we had brought up earlier. Carbon tax. I uh, you may have to elaborate, uh, Shanna, but okay. the yeah, it sounds like in terms of the the ongoing new world governance. New World Order, what's going on currently today. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it seems as to, to me what they're doing here with this carbon tax is that they're just going to try to tax the middle class to no end, and they're going to eliminate the middle class. And the point behind that is to have a two-tier society. That's it. You have the poor right. and the super rich. That's it. So right. they're trying to eliminate the middle class, no more middle class in America um, and the world. So they want to they get rid of all that. Uh, it's just easier for control and and yeah. they're yeah they're they're crazy they're I think there's also some people too who are into green worship into earth worship they are part of all this stuff but basically mm -hmm. it's basically basically it's just to deceive the whole world into climate change religion where there is you know nature is god there's no god except nature they don't serve god they don't worship the true god you know, Earth is their God, you know, and not a lot of people, not a lot of them are like that, but a bunch of them are like that. And that's why they're destroying the farms or destroying our agriculture, destroying the Earth. And they claim that they're saving the Earth. And by implementing this uh, tax 
uh, carbon tax, that's only going to be a concept that's going to be done, I believe, in the Western nations and in Europe. Because all these other nations are going gold back and based off minerals. They're claiming that they love carbon. They love oil. They love fracking. Okay? They're into all that stuff. They don't care about, you know, they, they know that this whole carbon thing is a lie. Okay? They they get, that's why they're going to war with them right now. That's why NATO is going to war with Russia and China and all that stuff like that. I talked about this earlier. This this is all part of their their virtue. Now this part is like part of their virtue signaling that you know, hey, uh, they don't believe they actually don't believe it to begin with, and this tries to cover up their, their hypocrisy and say, but I pay a carbon tax, and it's like I'm gonna and, the, and the, what they're gonna do is push this carbon tax onto everybody else who can't pay it, so that they have to rely on the government more. Let's be honest; that's all it's all part of their plan. Disgusting. Yeah, yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. So let's. Yeah. So we'll go back to Cesar. Uh, Cesar here. We have. Will money be necessary in the millennial kingdom and on the new earth, or it will become obsolete, meaning that everyone will become free, like it was in the Garden of Eden? Money is the root of people. Uh, love is money. Definitely, the love of money is the root of people. Yeah, um, money is not um, the root of evil. No, uh, we 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 do need it for a certain, you know reasons certain cases here of course but um what but do you the, think but, but greg the love of money is the root of all evil the root and mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. that's the thing is when you look at evil in this world then you can trace it back to its roots and it's and and, and it is the motivation for why people why why do people kill why do people rob banks why do people you know, uh, break the law and do this and that. It's it goes back to this love of having things and having money. And uh, you know, but Peter says, "Why are you worried about that stuff when it's just going to burn up?" <laughs> you know. So, millennial kingdom with money. Interesting question. Never actually was have been asked that question before. Um, you know, you can make a case for it both ways. You can make a case for that there that in the millennial kingdom there will be work and that you will need to to work in order to provide for yourself uh, to 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 do that because it's not eternity yet. But there's also a, a second case, which is you've got all these uh, believers that are you know incorruptible that are helping out and could. Could there be kind of a, a utopian type thing where there is no need for money because everybody has everything provided for them and they work and do things because they don't want to be bored and they have the spirit of, of God in them that's also like helping to make things, helping to make them want things to be better as well. So, I think you can make a case for it both ways. I don't think the Bible says anything about whether or not there is going to be currency or some type of bar system or cash or whatever during the millennium. I would think eternity, it's pretty obvious that there's that there's not going to be any 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 kind of currency unless someone can show me a passage where it's it says that there would be. I don't see why there would be any need for any type of currency going on. There is one currency, though, and that is P- 
people will receive healing every year, even in even uh, in eternity, and that people are going to be receiving healing. So it'll be interesting. I don't know. I think that's that's the only currency, but you don't have to pay for that. I don't know. I I, Bob, know, I, can't, I can't say yes or no to this to this question. It can work without money because if you think about these civilizations, these tribes and stuff like that, how many of them are exchanging money? I think it's, it's basically everybody comes together, everybody does their job, you know, and they share. You know, for example, if you think about these compounds, you see all mm-hmm. these people live on this compound. They're not exchanging money. One right. guy does the gardening. One guy cleans the house. One guy's does this work. One guy hunts. And they all kind of do their thing so everybody survives and has a good life. Okay, nobody, it's like everybody, as long as everybody's doing their job and everybody loves doing what they're doing, everybody's being blessed and taken care of without the exchange of money. Okay, the exchange of money will be somebody that wants to sit on their butt all day, not do nothing, and be served because they have all this money. I I think there won't be any money because that money is just going to ruin everything. I really hope there is no money. It does cause problems, and 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 like I said before, the first thing I said was that there's going to be a lot of perfect rulers and reigners on mm-hmm. the earth during that period of time. So it's possible that money will not be necessary, and that society will be able to function and run uh, fairly well. There might be still some bad apples. Obviously, at the end of the millennium, it all goes bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but during the the majority of the millennium, I would think that it probably it, I would think that if listen if it's if it if it can run without money, um, it certainly can run without money during eternity because you don't have any kind of greed or or love of money or the you know any kind of sin that's going on. Then it's all gone. There is still going to mm-hmm. be sin though going on during the millennium, and is that as a result of of still having money? I don't know. But, Bob, I think you can make a case for it either way. But I think if I were going to lean one way or the other, I would lean that there would not be any money in the millennium. Yeah. I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. It depends on our needs, what we need also with our bodies, depending on, you know, what well, our bodies need for anything. We're not going to need anything. But it, there's also <laughs> speculation, of course. There's humans. What there's happens, yeah, yeah, with uh, with other people's bodies as well. Sure. Uh, what those Absolutely. needs are. And our you know, how long we live. All right. So this one, it looks like he added. As All I know is this, this, Greg, I can't wait to see actually how this planet can run with Jesus on the throne and with us <laughs> helping ruling and reigning and see actually what could, uh, could this, the, 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 you know, many people on, on this planet could achieve. I think it's going to be pretty cool. It's going to be amazing. It's really going to be something else. Yes, nice, uh, nice, big, long. I guess I <laughs> it's a hashtag. Is there any new information about the World Health Organization getting the keys to global control in September? I think it's still set for September 13th. It's, a so it's still set for September 13th. And then, uh, is this trending later. on Twitter, Bob? What's that? Is it will be after tonight. Trending on Twitter? <laughs> Everyone's got a post. If you have a Twitter account, go post this right now. <laughs> this is That's great. Awesome. I love this. Is That's there great. any new information about the world? Yeah, all I I didn't hear about any new information. Um, I do know that the the World Health Organization is supposed to take 
some more control in the middle of September, but I haven't heard anything new about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great hashtag. Why are we still here? here. Because <laughs> God, wants us, because God wants us here. He wants us to continue to spread the gospel. He wants us to can continue to make disciples of all nations. He wants us to continue to spread the good news so that more and more people will come into the, to the house. So more Amen. people will go through the open door. That's why we're still here. Amen. We're going to continue to do it, too, until we finish. It says we got to run this race to the end. we got to finish strong. What is Bob doing to look so young? <laughs> it's called lighting. Oh, te- Texas, uh, Texas Dream said, Bob, you look so young. Didn't you do a couple of videos from, like, where you actually had videos from a while ago? Yeah, that was, like, what, 10, 10 <laughs> There were ago. a few people that posted in the comments, ago. like, hey, Bob's reverted back to his youth. He looks so good. And I'm like, I think <laughs> Bob took that video 10 years ago. <laughs> I did. I did 10 years ago. So. But you know what? You're going to be looking real good after this rapture resurrection. Yeah, you're going to get oh, a yeah. horrified body. Yeah. You're going to be like Atlas. <laughs> do you think, do you think Apoph- Apophis will bring wormwood? What does this do to the 2022 to 2029 tribulation? Well, my, my, my theory has always been that the, the Apophis would be stopped by our Lord and Savior. Mm. Because According to um, who was it? Uh, Tom Horn mm-hmm. that said Apophis. Uh, that was I think it was his name. It said Apophis twenty twenty nine. Right. So unless he's wrong, and unless the Shemitah, seven year Shemitahs are off, I believe that this Apophis will be. And by the way, it's supposed to come by uh, in the middle of April, is what I saw. April thirteenth. Thirteenth. Yeah. Friday the thirteenth. How about that? And it's not supposed to hit the Earth. It's supposed to come right between the Earth and the Moon. So that could be a part of the sign of the Son of Man. Who knows? But right now, it's not. It's not on course to hit the Earth right now. Yeah, that's what I heard. Change. But if it does, I believe Jesus will cause it to move out of the way and save the whole world because Mm -hmm. the Antichrist and the false prophet failed to do that. It's not time yet. Show that they're a, they're false and people turn against them. Right. Mm-hmm. Apophis. Uh, somebody asked, "What is Apophis?" Apophis is an asteroid that uh, is basically in the same orbital uh, plane and orbital uh, s- space that Earth goes around the sun. So it it, it comes around every once in a while. Um, I think it's like once every seven years or or something like that, seven to ten years or something. And so it, it makes passes. Sometimes it's closer. Sometimes it's like, like literally like 10 million miles away. But I think that, that one in, uh, in, in April 13th of 2029, they're projecting it to come within like 32,000 miles of the earth, which is close, super like close. One, one, what is that? Like one eighth of the distance between the earth and the moon. Wow. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's like I guess there's satellites that are higher than that. Wow! And then here we go with all. I'm sure there be tons of people saying no such thing as satellites. Fine, whatever. But the point is, is that it's um it's coming close. It's Apophis uh, is an asteroid. It's a big asteroid. I believe it's the size of like two or three football fields or something like three. I think it's three football so. fields. 
Yeah. I mean, it would it, if it impacted the earth, it would do just major damage, no matter where it hit. It wouldn't be like a, a it's not a cataclysmic thing where it's going to bust the earth into two, but no matter where it would hit, it's it would cause like, you know, thousands of miles of damage, basically. Huge. Mm-hmm. Coming in hot, too. It's like 20, 20 to 30,000 miles an hour or something ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So any theories on the seven thunders and what they are? You know, there, there's so many mysteries in uh, in the seven thunders. Mm. I know when they when the, the seven thunders spoke, they spoke out of order, so they were told not. He was told not to write them. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I see different different interpretations about what these seven thunders might mean, but uh, they um, I have to go back and look. If I look at the verse, but I believe that the seven thunders. Uh, don't they reveal the mystery of God? Um, I, have, I have to go back and look at that verse. But yeah. um, I did. I took a run at that before, but I think the seven thunders is something that doesn't get revealed until the tribulation. What they are, you know. I try to spiritualize what they were, and I can't find a verse right now. Yeah, uh, we have we have it up. Yeah, mm-hmm. Revelation ten four. I was about to write them, and I heard a voice saying, heaven saying unto me, seal up those things which the thunders have uttered. I think it says after that. So basically, it's um, the seven thunders also also be either seven trumpets, you know, because they were spoken out of order. I don't know. It's a, it's a mystery, I think, that's saved for the, for, for the uh, end of the tribulation period. Because the Bible talks about in Revelation how the final mystery is revealed, you know, and I think the seven thunders have a play a role in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, I think definitely something that's being uttered from from God, you know, mm-hmm. it seems it seems like that that's going on, um, right? But uh, yeah, I mean, that is an interesting interesting uh, topic there, though. His voice certainly could sound like. Thunders for sure. Um, that's 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 not um, unprecedented. Let's put it that way. No, yeah, I think I it's mean, just a, you know it's just it's a mystery, isn't it? It's uh, there's there's still mystery. Few, there's quite a few mysteries still unsolved, unsolved mysteries of the Bible. So uh, let's make this the last one because we're already on overtime. When we are raptured, will our clothes be left behind or folded, folded up, up neatly? But, well, I mean, you know, you might laugh at that, but if you recall, the angels after Jesus resurrected went in there and uh, and, and took care Hold of some it. some linen, yeah, the linen. So yes. um, that would be a very interesting. Would they do that to for us too, Bob? You know. Well, you know, what's um, interesting about the um, uh, Jewish culture is when you go and eat at a Jewish restaurant back then, when you ate the food and you enjoyed it. When you were done, you would fold the napkin and leave it there. So mm. when a cook came back, or a servant came back and saw it, after you would leave, they see your napkins folded, which says, I will be back. That's what mm. it indicated. I'll be back. So this is why I believe Jesus, when he rose, mm-hmm. folded fold it, put it there, said, I will be I'll back. I'll be back. Nice. You know, so I like that's that. where I think that's why it was folded there. But well, yeah. we're definitely well, coming back, aren't we? So um, yeah. that could, yeah. You know what? I I like that idea. Sure, let's go with that. 
It might be true. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know. The Bible, the Bible doesn't say, hey, when you're caught up uh, to be with the Lord, uh, you know, in the air forever and uh, your clothes will be nicely folded back there. It doesn't say that, but it does say encourage each other with those words. So let's encourage each other that our clothes are going to be nicely folded when we leave. Amen. Right. I, think I like that. Idea. That, that sounds cool. I'll be back. I mean, that's that's a that's a good that's a good phrase. We'll be back. Yeah, we'll be back. He'll be back to eat. He, he came back eating fish. He sat down, and ate with it, and he came. Yeah, back. he yeah. made him breakfast. Remember? Yeah, he came back. So, and he's coming back for us now. A lot of people are like, I don't care about my clothes. I w- I just want the robe. Just give me the white robe. Just give me a robe. You know. Yeah. Interesting how that's going to happen. The robe manifests. Oh. <laughs> we're going to be changed in a split second aren't we bob well the book of the first first uh the book of corinthians it says it's a mystery behold i show you a mystery everything about us is just a mystery it's a mystery yeah so yeah it's a i don't know where my where my garments are going to come from but the bible says that we have homes that have been not built by hands right. so our homes are not built by hands certainly our garments are not built by hands either yeah so, you know, the nice thing about all this stuff is that one day, Bob, all of this is going to be revealed. That every single mystery, we're going to know them all. And then all we're going to, what we're going to have left, though, is the, the, the mystery of, of what the next day of eternity is going to be like. You know, it's going to, I mean, we'll, and we'll have that forever. And the fact that God knows what it is boggles my mind because he actually knows like what eternity is <laughs> like there's no end to it it's like for us we always have a finite end it's like we know yeah. what we're going to do like next week we're going to do this and it's going to be the end of the week well what are we going to say when we're like, infinite beings perfect and say we go on forever i mean it's like it, it it's just going to be continually revealing awesome things <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And this Absolutely. is the thing, yeah. It's like uh, this is the perfect verse for that. For nothing is secret that shall not be made manifest, neither anything hid that shall not be known known and come abroad. Everything, all the books are going to get open one day at the great, great white throne, aren't they, Bob? I mean, every single book is going to be open. It doesn't say the books are open after that, any time after that. It says that is the final time when the books right. are open. And, and, you know, we're not a part of that judgment. Our judgment is at the judgment seat of Christ. That's what yeah. we... We get judged for our works. We don't get judged for our sins, but we do get judged for our works. And we get to see what's ahead of us, you know, for eternity, you know. But that white throne judgment, either either one, we're going to be spectators or two, we're going to be judges there. Yeah. I'd like to be a judge on that on that panel uh, during that. Um, But (laughs) I have a feeling. But, Greg, I have a feeling that we Bob, I have a feeling we're not going to be judges. I, I have a feeling. Well, maybe for the um, the fallen ones, the fallen angels. Mm-hmm. Says, you know, don't you know you're going to judge the angels? Judge angels, but, yes. But I have yeah. a feeling for humans, Bob. We don't we don't get it. We don't get afforded that opportunity. I have a feeling no, that not. judgment comes from Christ Himself. Yeah, you're probably right. But yeah, we probably will judge angels. After all, we took their place. The ones that yes. Fallen. Oh, they're not going to like that, are they? That's I think oh, that's one of the reason why it says woe to those. Because the devil and the and his and his and his followers, the devil and his angels, have come down to the earth. Mm-hmm. That's the verse, oh, right? Yeah, no, that's going to be a that's going to be a gut check for them oh. looking at us. You know, you know, to to us, I mean, to them, we're just you know monkeys, 
I mean, right, if Marzulli's got it right, Bob, when when they come, we go up, they come down. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, we're going to be passing, and it, you know, I mean, they are they are going to be furious because you're right; well, they think of us as like nothing. Well, well when they me. get kicked out of heaven, there are job openings. So we got to fill. There's going to be a vacuum in heaven. That's that vacuum true. is going to suck us right up to their jobs. So <laughs> job Jesus does. Jesus is going to leave a vacuum momentarily, right. and that vacuum is going to suck suck us right up. Because so there's going to be this big scientist now hiring. Yeah, <laughs> build a job. Now hiring good, you know, uh, good incorruptible souls. <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah, we'll go. <laughs> Oh, that's the well, only pre- prerequisite must must believe in jesus christ believe in jesus christ nice nice yeah. all right well i think uh once again we might have to rename this to overtime not uptime oh, but <laughs> but uh time? always do you know what time it is mm-hmm. uh anyway I think we it's, uh, well sometimes well for some it's time to go to bed but uh others i think they're just waking up right on the other side of the well world. i was late um, i got two hours that i had to put in greg that's true yeah yeah maybe we, yeah maybe i should turn i'm that. just getting started uh, i mean you're just getting started you're just getting yeah. warmed up i'm just getting warmed up <laughs> all right guys well uh everyone thank you for coming on again um i did say that we were going to pray and uh so i should keep to my word there so heavenly father i want to thank you for this time i want to thank you for the people who have uh come on this program tonight and to listen to everything uh, that you have to say lord not not what we have to say but we we really appreciate the opportunity to do this with with the audience and to um to help build up edify um, the church, the uh, body of Christ. And uh, we just ask that uh, everything um, that we speak about tonight, uh, just it not go in, in vain. It just, it, it just continue to echo into eternity as, uh, um, as you have uh, predestined it to do Lord God, because everything that we speak about tonight is, is something that is, is meant uh, for eternity. Um, it's not going to just fall to the wayside. Uh, we know that you have an eternal purpose for each and every one of us and that we have entered into that that blessed hope. And we thank you for that, Lord. We don't deserve it, but we do humbly accept it. And we just uh, pray for each and every individual on here tonight, even those who uh, need uh, are in need of healing. Whatever area that is, we ask for healing in the mighty name of Jesus over them whether mentally, physically, spiritually, or emotionally, we lift those people up to you right now, Lord. We just ask that you touch them with uh, your your mighty hand, with uh, the peace that surpasses all understanding, even right now. In Jesus' name, we just ask that everyone have a blessed week, um, that uh, we continue to get into our prayer closet, we continue to pray and, and seek your face, your kingdom and righteousness. And um, we just ask that everyone have a, a wonderful night. Um, and a, a wonderful day in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, Amen brother. Amen. Thank you. God bless. These are some great Peace questions out. tonight. Thank you for that.